Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off starts. Oh, what a What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall with my guys, Mike and Robbie. Talk some new releases today and uh, some interesting news in the sneaker sneaker world. So uh, what's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Yo, man, I'm doing good. I'm just, you know, chilling, just watching a whole lot of basketball. What about you, Robbie? I've been, like, meaning to watch basketball. I keep forgetting that it's on at, like, weird times of the day now. So I've been uh, polishing through South Park on HBO Max. <laughs> nice. Those first seasons, man, are just so dirty and vile and beautiful. I just, like, I love those. Like, <laughs> the first season is, like, the first four seasons of Family Guy. It makes no sense, but it's, it's still, like, rounded up enough to make sense. That if that doesn't make any sense, but yeah, I don't know. It's just that's what you meant, though. You're but at the same time, it totally guy. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what he meant. Because Family Guy just started going after season four. It was like, all right, you guys are just reaching really, really meta, and it's it's not that funny. But like the first couple seasons are gold, uh, much like the first season of South. I like all of South Park, but just the first season in particular is super. Like I can see why it set the world on fire when it came out. South Park. Yeah. What a- South Park's still still one of the one of the best to me. I mean, I feel like it's one of those shows that uh, you know my my parents are fairly conservative when it comes to what we can watch on TV as kids, and like we couldn't watch The Simpsons or MTV or any of that stuff. But like South Park was kind of like the one of the first The Simpsons being the first, but like South Park was like the first like. We knew we shouldn't be able to watch it, but our parents like actually understood that they were teaching values in the, in the show somehow. So always going to be uh, special to me just because of that. There's a deep message behind Cartman gets an anal probe. It's a real deep messaging. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's the name of the first episode. So literally, Carmen gets an anal probe is the name of the first episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, just uh, one last South Park plug. If you like video games, they have really good video games, too. I've been playing this really? one. Yeah, it's an RPG. It's called The Fractured Butthole. Uh, <laughs> I think of that. Take a second. It's funny. Uh, it's like... Yeah. It's a spoof off of like Captain America's Civil War. 
So like you make a superhero, but it's all like in the South Park universe and like you fight priests and, um, yeah, it's it's priest? just, yeah, you fight priests. Right, it's, it's out there. I'll get really X-rated in this episode if I describe more of what happened. <laughs> We're going to just let yeah. them be there. <laughs> oh man. Well, it, it's, it's a, uh, it seems like it's been a while since we all, since we all were on an episode together. So, uh, what do you guys, what do you guys been rocking lately? What are you copping? Yo, I've been rocking questions like super hard. I mean, I know we've been doing it. We finished up our 31 pairs in 31 days, but I'm not going to lie. I take a pair off that, you know, that was different and put the questions back on shout out to Reebok for those. Um, but yeah, man, I've been, been rocking those copping. Um, I haven't bought anything for a while. I got my eye on a couple things. Uh, one of those is going to be the, the Kyrie, I'm going to say this completely wrong, but the Shishiko pack, like it's that kind of embroidery pack that's coming out that, in, that actually includes a dunk and a Jordan four. And I think a blazer. Uh, other than that, also looking at that uh, Reebok premier road, modern and that rust pack, those are pretty freaking dope as well. So I got a couple things on my eye on, you know, different than, you know, typically saying a you know, Jordan one or a dunk. So, you know, what about you, Robert? You there, Robbie? I think he's talking yeah, to me. I, I told the funny story to myself. Um, <laughs> it, it's kind of like it's kind of like Reebok is Mike's tooth fairy. He goes to sleep and he wakes up <laughs> and instead of a tooth, it's a pair of questions. So is that what it, is that what it takes? I'm about to start throwing teeth I mean, into my belly Phil's gonna like it. I've, I I've been feeling like a kid on Christmas. Like I wake up and I'm like oh look a notification from FedEx. I'm like. I, I can't be more appreciative, dude. People like have, I don't know. It's not really poking fun, but they've been like, dude, you've been so excited in your videos. I'm like, dude, I don't care who you are. If someone sends you a pair of shoes. You better be freaking excited. Like that is freaking amazing. So I, I'm just like, you say, I'm like a two year old, three year old on Christmas, just opening toys, man. That's, and that's what makes me happy. There's nothing better than it's like, like you said, joy of getting a pair of sneakers. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah, exactly. For me, I've been rocking. I've been rocking some questions also, um, but mostly I just wear my slides or my really. I don't know if anybody else gets this, but they wear their house slippers so much. Even if you wash them, they have a permanent like musk to them. So I mean, I've been inside for so long, my house slippers got permanent musk. Um, so <laughs> new slippers, man. Those are my go-to. Uh, my go-to kicks. But um, I went on a run today and I wore my ons like I normally do. But I had uh, Snoop Dogg Essentials uh, playing on my Apple Watch. And I'm pretty sure that the combination of on running plus G-Thang makes you run faster. I, I, I don't know if that's scientific or not. But um, <laughs> So no Krayshawn today? That was – you did you switched it up. No Krayshawn today. It was all Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, there's some new there's some joke there there's some joke there with like on cloud uh being high something right <laughs> it works itself out somewhere yeah <laughs> i was trying to say like snoop dog name a rapper that has a stronger brand than snoop dog there's nobody like you you heard on running 
and he thought of clouds and he thought of Snoop. Like the degree of thinking about Snoop Dogg is very little. It's a very short. You're like, oh, I saw something funny. Where was it? Snoop Dogg's Instagram. It's just like <laughs> he's everywhere. Um, but I would just love to see more Snoop Dogg sneakers release. There was some like Snoop Dogg Adidas basketball stuff like in the early 2010s. Occasionally he gets like a superstar or something. And a football cleat, right? With yeah. the little Snoop Lion had the Lions on it. I remember him because of his football team. Yeah, he was really involved with um, Adidas football. But like mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg, I think, is one of those people where it's like if you just make a clean colorway, his reach is so big that you could – I mean, if you were to make a signature Snoop Dogg shoe, I think it could – be like a Stan Smith 40 years from now, if it was done right. Cause everybody will love Snoop Dogg forever. Like there's, unless Snoop Dogg has like a sex trafficking ring somewhere. There's oh. nothing to do. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean unless it's the, unless it's the wallet. pony. <laughs> Go, what'd you say? Sorry. I'm saying like Snoop Dogg's flawless. It's like Snoop, there's nothing like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just the biggest Snoop Dogg fan. But so, um, I for sure agree with you. I just want to throw out there, he did have a, a massive, I wouldn't call it a failure, but definitely a disappointment in the sneaker game with his pony Snoop Doggy, pony Doggy Biscuit shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't seen those. What are they they're called? They're basically just like, they're called pony Doggy Biscuits. They were probably like, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 12 years ago. They kind of look like Chucks or something, but yeah, it was it was just it was just not the right move. See, but he's so good that got erased from the universe until you brought it back up. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> attack. But um, yeah, when it comes to buying stuff, um, I just want the biohack Jordan ones. So if anybody listening isn't trying to buy them, I have money. Just money. Buy it for me. And I'll I'll buy them from you for retail. <laughs> <laughs> Help yeah. my man's out. Someone get this man some Jordan once. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, it's it's been. I was actually looking on the sneakers app, you know, because it's like I've been so busy that I haven't really been paying attention. But I always try to get things because it's like you know, it's like you want you want them, right? But for some reason, the the last shoe that I bought on the sneakers app was the Fear of God Air Skylons. Like, that was the last like shoe that I actually got. And then prior to that, uh, I, can't, I can't remember exactly, but I think it was Black Cement Threes. So Wait. I'm not I'm not having too much success on the sneakers app, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Join the club. Yeah, but. Um, so I, yeah, I, I really haven't been leaving the house much other than just to go to the, uh, you know, the, the local Lowe's and, and hardware store, Ace hardware store around the corner. Um, and so I've been actually wearing the Nike Air Max two lights pretty much. That's my, my default now. Um, walk the dog in that, paint the room in that. Uh, take out the trash, you know, all, all the all the necessities when you're trying not to leave the house, basically. But what I'm looking at, what I'm actually probably more excited 
about than I have been in a really long time is the uh, Adidas bringing back the um, the what is it the ZX eight thousand, which is mm-hmm. like and like the collab with Iraq, the graffiti artist in New York. Um, I missed the drop on Iraq's site. Uh, hopefully, I think it drops probably around the time of this episode coming out, but really hoping I can get a pair of those. That's easily one of my favorite shoes that I missed, you know, back in the day. So, um, I have a ton of ZX 8000s and, and that is like kind of the pinnacle of ZX 8000s for anybody that's a, a like diehard Adidas collector. But that's what's, that's just on my uh, wish list currently. <clears throat> nice dude that is that part of the a to zx pack yeah 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 dude i've been looking at that there's a uh collaboration of brand i'm not familiar with but it's called hey t there's i think there's zx 8000 as well and it's like this purple gray like lilac color shoe it is sick yeah yeah those are dope i saw those too yeah it seems like they've they've got uh they've got some good ones in that whole a to zx pack so yeah, man. But um, before we get into the rest of the episode, wanted to read a review. This review comes from I think did we read did JP nine six nine four? I think I think this is where we're at. Um, I don't remember it so. So from JP nine six nine four says uh, for authentic sneaker conversations. Nick, Robbie, and Mike are three guys who, between their individual passions and experience in and around the industry. Just compose some of the most real sneaker conversations you can find in the in the sea of podcasts. It's like being in a 2000s era lineup or going to a bar and talking shop about real things that matter to sneaker obsessives. We are love. So shout out to JP nine six nine four. That's a dope review. That's that's definitely the gist of what I think I'm trying to create here with the podcast. I can't speak for Mike and Robbie, but um, you know, as I mentioned in previous episodes. We have a Patreon page. If you join the Patreon page, you get access to our Discord. And I really love the idea of of, of our Discord kind of reinventing what the forums used to be back in the day. Nike Talk, Nike Park, if you're old old like me, um, ISS, Soul Collector Forums, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're interested, head over to patreon.com slash sneaker history and will join in there uh, for as little as $5 a month, gets you access to the discord. And it's actually been pretty, pretty active in there lately. We've seen, getting a lot of, a lot of good conversations going on. So, um, and like the old school days, there's people in there that are just genuinely like happy to help you find stuff. And when people hit the stores, they're sharing to say, Hey, I can help, help you, help you get this, help you get that. Um, so hopefully at some, at some point we'll get to the level where, you know, Robbie could get his Jordan Jordan ones through somebody in the Discord. <laughs> you just reminded me. I'm going to post that in the Discord right now. Yeah, yeah definitely I'm, worth it. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty. Uh, even though it's kind of like shots at me, I'm pretty proud of the Discord group for always, you know, asking me what socks I have on, or always referencing a pair of socks when we do the what What did you wear today? So. I think it's hilarious. Y'all keep it up. <laughs> I mean, it's just funny, Mike. You, you, we dogged you for wearing the Nike socks for the Puma. As the Reebok stuff started coming in, you know what my first purchase was? Reebok socks. I was, I meant to call you. I was like, I saw you got some Reebok socks now. It's the first I meant to call you about that. Like, when the first pair came in, like, months ago, I was like, all right, Reebok socks. Like, oh, I will not oh. be caught. 
I got a question though. I got a question. So I was I was gifted two pairs of the uh, the Harden AI uh, collaboration. Is it acceptable for me to wear Adidas socks with those? Ooh, I'm pausing. Like, uh, I mean, so I think at that rate, it's like wearing Jordan socks with Nikes. So I'll allow it. All right, cool. I just wanted to make sure. I was like, good guy. I, I can't keep buying all these socks. <laughs> It better not be like if it's like a Damian Lillard sock, then no. No, no, no. It was just a regular old Adidas performance sock. A little, you know, three stripes, nothing, nothing crazy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess I'll just ask Discord. Just get flamed again, <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> oh man. No, it's it, it has been really dope. You know, shout out to the Discord group for, you know, just showing love and, and keeping the conversation going in between episodes because it really has been awesome to like be able to have you know conversations through, you know, Twitter and Instagram and DMs and whatnot is a little challenging when you're super busy and like moving. But Discord has been super, it's been super dope for me to just like hop in and catch up on conversations with people. And, you know, the love has been really, really awesome. And I appreciate it. Just shout out to everybody that's been supporting in that way. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate them. Literally, this, this is what makes this so fun. I mean, I like talking about sneakers, but this makes it even more fun with all the interactions. And freaking Robbie's so quick to the Discord. Like he already got two people looking out for him. Yeah. <laughs> God day. <laughs> Then yep. genuinely surprised. Like I am. There's three people now. God damn! Hold on. I, I don't know what I need yet. Hold on. <laughs> Might need some Harden socks. I need. You know what? I, I need a lot of socks. You guys give me one of every brand at this point. I need help apparently. I feel like Walt Jr. in Breaking Bad, where they set up that fake like donate-a-thon online. It's like, look, no, I'm not. Oh man. So yeah, uh, circling back, shout out to, uh, JP9694 for the review on iTunes. If you got a second, leave us a review. If you want to get involved in the conversation on Discord, head over to patreon.com slash sneaker history and you can find out what it's all about. But this episode, we want to actually talk a lot about just kind of newsworthy type stuff because there's just a lot of stuff that's going on. Um, Personally, I wanted to kind of just hop into the news that came out that John Wexler, a.k.a. Wex, if you are into sneakers and follow Adidas in any way, you're probably familiar with Wex. Um, he's actually leaving the company. Apparently, there was a, a memo sent to employees that basically said he is going to be moving on to do his own thing um, and, and leave Adidas, which... It's kind of crazy because so Wex started at Adidas back in 2000. So he's, you know, been in the sneaker business for a really long time. He kind of started in brand communications. Like if if you I, I want to share his story and, and I'll see if I can get him on the podcast with us at some point in the near future or maybe in the distant future. So he has some time to just chill in between whatever is going to happen next for him. But um, he spent like roughly 18 years at Adidas with, you know, a couple of years at Converse, but he started in, in like brand communications. And to me, that's like, you're, that's a very like, you know, great starting point. If you want to work in a sneaker business, 
And, you know, over the years, he moved his way up and essentially became like the, you know, the head of entertainment marketing for Adidas. So to keep in mind, like all the people through that, you know, through those two decades who have been a part of Adidas, but also like more recently, right? Like you have Kanye, Pharrell, Beyonce, you know, you could look to like Snoop Dogg has had stuff. Um, you know, there's so many people that, you know, he was just an important part of bringing them on to the Adidas team. And normally I wouldn't go in depth into like a, a particular person leaving the company. It's like, unless that person is really high up and, and, you know, Wex is pretty high, or I should say was really high up in Adidas. But in December, he moved over to Yeezy to become basically like general manager for Yeezy. And, you know, who knows what, you know, I'm sure like he'll come out and, and talk about that down, down the road. But I wanted to share one story about Wex that just kind of shows who he is as a person. So back in whatever it was, probably 2012, 2013, when did, when did Kanye join Adidas? 2014? 2014. So, so the first, the first Adidas release, uh, with, with Kanye with the 750s. So I was working for Finish Line at the time and we were doing this big thing for All Star Weekend. NBA All Star Weekend was in New York that year and Adidas was going to drop the Yeezy 750s through, uh, at the time it was a confirmed app, which I guess is back now, but that's kind of interesting. Um, and, we were actually doing a bunch of, a bunch of content creation. So we were, we were filming interviews. We were doing photo shoots, you know, all, all this stuff for finish line, it, partnering with Adidas hoops. And we were actually interviewing at the time we were interviewing, uh, Andrew Wiggins in the, one of the offices. If you've, if you're familiar with Adidas originals in New York city above the store that's on Houston there, um, is like cor corporate offices, right? So you've got reps are there and, and, you know, they have, when they have big meetings, people come into that location pretty much kind of like Nike over there in Tribeca. So my buddy, Brandon and I, um, which I'll link to his episode. We interviewed him on the podcast a, a while back, but Brandon's a crazy Kanye fan. I don't know, like, you know, obviously Kanye's changed in the last, however many years, but as people who were into Kanye, we really wanted the chance to meet him and we knew that he was going to be in New York city, but you know, we're also working. So we didn't know if there was going to be any way that we could actually make it happen. And we were also obviously trying to get the seven fifties. Like, so I ended up locking out on the seven fifties. I think this is probably on like, like Friday, the, the first day, um, of the weekend. And I, I grabbed him in Brandon's size because knowing how big of a fan he is, I knew he would want him. And he ended up, uh, he ended up rocking him the next day to, you know, do these interviews with, uh, Andrew Wiggins and a couple of other people. Well, the interviews are going on in this, like basically in the second floor above the store. And if you remember, like Kanye surprised people in that store with releases. So turns out that they were actually 
Kanye was actually presenting to like Germany headquarters had flown in. There was a bunch of people, CEO, like high level executives. And Wex, of course, is in this meeting. Well, as their meeting finished, Wex shot us a text and was like, hey, come come upstairs real quick. Uh, you know, and was like, basically we, we run up, run up the stairs out in the hallway and get to get introduced to Kanye West, which, you know, that's a crazy thing. Like, regardless of how you feel about him politically or whatnot, the fact that Wex would just do that because he knew we were fans, supporters of the brand and were right there available to, to meet real quick. It was like, it was like such a, a such a like i don't i don't know how to explain it it was like a monumental thing of like wow this guy will go out of his way for someone like me who i'm just you know i'm not doing anything special i'm just this guy that lo- loves sneakers trying to create some energy for for a retailer like finish line right but you know i've had conversation with wex you know throughout the years but we i would say we're friendly with each other but we're not like best friends or anything right and when we see each other, we catch up. It's nice to catch up. But like to go out of your way and be like, you know, yo, come up and meet him real quick. It just speaks to who he is as a person and how much he'll just go out to out of his way to just, you know, man, just give somebody a feel good moment. And on top of that, the reason why I brought up the 750s is because I remember specifically Brandon and I are standing there. We shake his hand. And Wex is like, yeah, these guys are big supporters. They work for Finish Line, blah, blah, blah. And Brandon is wearing his 750s. And, you know, he's fitted up probably at that time, probably John Elliott hoodie, whatnot. And and like Kanye sees the shoes and he goes, oh, yeah, you look fresh. Like the whole outfit, you know, and and like. I was like, damn, like that's dope that Brandon's getting that recognition from somebody who he really admires and looks up to, especially in the fashion world. Right. And then like me just being there kind of like, I mean, I'm not fashionable at all. Like I was probably wearing Dickies or Dickie shorts and some, you know, some T-shirt of some kind, hoodie of some <laughs> kind because it's New York. But like I keep it low key. It's um, just it's knit garb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's my fit, man. I probably have my Giants hat on, you know, whatever. You're going to see you have a Giants hat on. Yeah. It wouldn't be complete without it. But I just, I just bring that up to kind of like – reiterate you know like one of the things that i feel responsible to do in the sneaker world is to bring light to the good things that happen because there's nothing i don't have anything against all the craziness and the entertaining stuff that people do but i just don't want to be the person that's regurgitating all of the bs and the drama and the you know the corniness and all that stuff i just i think that there's much more positive out there and my experience Working in the business is that it is it is positive. It's I've met so many friends. I mean, just talking about sneakers, and that's what I want to keep focusing on the pot, focusing on with the podcast and and with what we do because you know we talk about it all the time. And and I think Robbie put it in his story or or something recently where he was like, you know, just meeting good people in the sneaker world and how much that that you don't know where that's going to take you. But someday it will turn into something because if the right people are vibing together and they're both into sneakers, good shit's going to happen from that. And Wex is a perfect example of that. He's one of the best people I've met in this business. He's gone out of his way to help tons of people. 
I'm sure I'm not the only person that has a crazy story like that where, you know, he didn't have to do that. He's literally working, you know, like imagine if you're in an, in a meeting at work and, you know, not to like downplay Brandon and I, but like these two kids just want to meet Kanye and you're like, okay, hold on, wait, come, come out now. Cause we're walking out of the meeting and you can meet us in the hallway. So it was like literally like that kind of person. And it's no surprise to me that he's found so much success in the business and his story of working his way up through all of the, you know, the, the ranks of Adidas and learning all the different ins and outs and, and how to just be, you know, like good with people is no surprise that he was able to kind of be like the head of all of that stuff for Adidas for so many years. And I just wish him well in whatever the next move is for him, whether that's a long, well-deserved vacation or, you know, taking on a new project. But he's one of those people that I think if you don't follow him, uh, I think he's at Wex, W-E-X on Instagram. And I think he's either at Wex or Wex1200 on Twitter. Um, definitely somebody that I think will be worth your time and energy to pay attention to because he just does good things and good things happen with him. End of rant. Dang, that's, I mean, this is dope. I've never met him before. I've had a couple Twitter interactions with him. He seems like a super nice guy. I mean, seen interviews with him, but I mean, if that's the person he is, I mean, that kind of encompasses like, dude, I would love to work with that guy so i mean i all i can do is wish him best of luck with his next endeavor and i hope he can uh you know you know find exactly you know what he's looking for because i mean i know everyone looks for a change for whatever reason or another so all the best to him here's my my theory so he should take a break we're talking about that before the episode but he's gonna go help with Lamelo at puma watch he's gonna go to puma and start because they already have a really great base of creatives and athletes. And if you add Wex to that, it's just going to, it's going to, it's, it's, it's going to work. So my theory is that he's going to take a little NDA time or no compete time and then go to Puma. Bro, if he does that, I mean, I already like kind of spoiler, but I, I wrote a story about the, uh, the Ars Dreamer today just kind of following up after the initial releases. I mean, they're selling those out already. You put the power of Wex behind that and just like following just any other things and getting more and more people on the label or on the brand, dude, it's game over. They're going to look up and Puma's just like backhanded everybody. Well, it's, it's not even that. Um, Ian over at Deadstock always says, um, your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. And Wex is a billionaire. In that sense. Oh, yeah. So, like, he could really bolster what Puma has been doing successfully already. Just, like, literally take it to the next. It's like adding Shaq to the Lakers. It's like, that's the next step you need to go prime time. Yeah. And uh, I think that could be it. I mean, no, who knows? It could be something cool. Maybe, um, I mean, this is just, I really don't think this. But, like, what if you went to New Balance? And... You know, Kawhi could, in theory, win three finals MVPs and three different teams. It's, it's not as strong as Puma, but like that's yeah. a blank slate with a with a strong base already. And you got like yeah. Smith. You got all this stuff that's really starting to to bubble 
for New Balance. I think he would be fantastic in any one of those kinds of up and coming yet, you know, solidified situations. Like we all know what Puma New Balance bring, but that could really take things up to this yeah another level. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. I mean, but for all the work he's put in, he deserves some time off. So we'll we'll see you in about a year, Wex. You do your thing, man. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's it's you know there's no you know to Robbie's point about network and net worth and like you know all the cliche sayings like the world is your oyster. Like Wex is one of those people that like could do whatever he wants, and mm-hmm. I think that. You know, he's just just in my experience with him and like, you know, knowing him a little bit, I think like the, you know, the, the sneaker world can get to be exhausting, you know, especially when you're playing at the level that he is and having to deal with the stress that comes with that. And I think also I I really admire him for maintaining a public, you know, per, a public image and public social media throughout all this because most executives and most high-level people at brands like Nike or Adidas or any any big brand like that, right? And not even just sneakers anywhere in the world, they're very limited to the way that they use social media for the most part, and most of the time that's because they don't really feel connected to the consumers, right? They're more board meeting and executive level talk and, and, you know, there's a very, there's a very, you know, stark difference between the type of person who is like, in my experience with Wex, the guy that's going to show up and and meet you at sneaker con, or, you know, you'll run into him at, at complex con and like catch up like you are old friends and the, you know, I don't know, like the, the, I don't want to pick on anybody, but like, you know what I mean? The executive level of, of the world where it's like suit and tie and you just feel like a huge disconnect. So I think it'll be really interesting. You know, he's, he's a huge fan of music. He's a huge fan of art. Like there's so many ways that I can see him, you know, being a part of the sneaker world as a, as a secondary thing too, where if like, if he wanted to go, you know, work with a, a, a record label or, an artist collective or, or something like that, where he could, he could also bring, you know, all those stories that kind of overlap between like, you know, art and culture and, you know, streetwear and sneakers and that stuff. So it's really going to be interesting to see. Also, you know, I think it's important to like, like Robbie said, you know, take that time off, whether that's, you know, uh, a year break because of an NDA or a non-compete or whatever, or, you know, man, sometimes you just need some time. And I think that's cool too. I'm sure that we'll hear from Wex soon enough to, to kind of understand where his next moves are going to be. Cause he's just one of those people that's passionate and, you know, lucky that he shares it with everybody on social media, in my opinion. So, yeah. but, um, I guess kind of shifting a little bit, but not too far. Um, there was Adidas, uh, sorry, I'm, I wanted to bring up the, um, I'm drawing a blank here, the Donovan Mitchell sneakers. Mike, you want to talk about that a little bit? 
Yeah, so Donovan Mitchell, I want to say it was it was last week. I can't remember exactly what day it was. I want to say it was late in the week, around Thursday, Friday, Mark, where he came out and saying that any he was releasing his new show, a uh, new shoe, um, and he was donating proceeds to uh, Jacob Blake's Children's College Fund or a scholarship for them. And it was really cool. It was a certain percentage. Robbie, do you, what was the exact percent? Is this escaping me right now? It just like doubled the 45,000. So they'll match up to 90. 90,000. So Donovan Mitchell, it was donating. So basically 45,000 and Adidas was going to go ahead and do up to 90,000. And it's just really cool because um, he just took it upon himself, released the shoe and was just doing it for a good cause. So really cool for them to do that for, for the kids. And um, yeah, man, it's just, it shows what you can do with your platform when you have it. And you would hope and yeah, you would hope that more players kind of do that because everyone has that, that kind of the power with their brand. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, Dame, uh, you know, Chris Paul, all these guys, Harden, all these guys have the signature shoes that they have a little bit of control over within the brands. And you would hope to see that more people, whatever cause it may be to go in and, and help people with it, because that's a really awesome thing to see Donovan Mitchell do. And I actually went to go snag a pair, but they were sold out my size. So that means a, I mean, it's still looking shoe and, and B people were actually really bought in with the cause. So it was really cool to see that it, it all worked out for, you know, for what he was trying to do. So I know I think it's really dope. What do you, what do you guys have to say on that? I think it's incredibly on brand for what Adidas has been doing with their athletes. I mean, they've, always do fun things with their sneakers in terms of like sales or releases. Like they just did that Damian Lillard $61 um, release for his Dame six. There was another instance too with, Oh, it's just like off the. Oh, Dame what he did 55 and all the shoes were like 55 bucks or something like that. Like a couple years back. Something like that. Yeah. Um, Man. I, I, and there's been other ones too. But it's just like I feel like other brands just don't they just don't do it. They don't do that. There's nothing like they commemorate their athletes other ways by selling more product, not by giving existing fans a chance to buy product to either benefit somebody else or just at a really good discount because the athlete did something cool. But I think that play is great for consumers because like what kind of bad publicity comes from that zero and you get the Don issue too out in the news that even circulated more into like general news. Cause it's just like a feel good story. And a lot of people are looking for stuff like that, but with the NBA bubble and that large stoppage in the middle and people not being able to go to stores and you not being able to have pop-ups at local foot lockers and stuff like that. She was like the Don issue too, are probably, you know, this being forgotten due to due to circumstance, not because it's a bad shoe. I think that shoe is beautiful, but it's not a good time to drop a signature shoe right now. <laughs> like just if yeah. you want visibility, it's it's not a good time. So how else do you come combat that other than waiting for it to go months without selling and discounting it or just discounting it off the jump and giving it to, you know, a positive place? So there's nothing bad I can say about this. I thought it was really cool. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, it's just, it's just shitty that we're still dealing with the same stuff, right? Like that's the downside to this is why it happened. But I think, you know, players, brands, everybody should be doing these same kind of things. If you feel, you know, driven or compelled to do something good for people, I think you should do it. I think that, you know, we live in this weird time where people like to just troll or, or, you know, hate on anybody trying to do good things. And sometimes you just want to do good things because it feels right. And I think it's cool that Adidas stepped up and, and, you know, backs, you know, Mitchell up on this to, to kind of, you know, double down financially because man, it's just, it's just crazy, right? Like it's crazy that, you know, we're still dealing with the same shit. I don't know. Sorry. I took that in, a, in the bad, in a bad direction, but <laughs> I'm just, I'm just tired of this shit, you know, like it, it's, it's something that, you know, his kids shouldn't, you know, Jacob Blake's kids should not have to grow up with it, with their dad, you know, whatever is going to happen with him, whether it's, you know, his disabilities or whatever, like we could just do better as human beings, in my opinion. But on, on that note, it is really cool to see athletes like Donovan stepping up and being like, yo, let's, let's do this for the right reasons and, and help these people get through this shitty time. Yeah. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> what a transition. Oh, man. <laughs> so there was dead sound and my brain just went there. <laughs> um, other news that I wanted to actually just touch on real quickly. Apparently a guy, a, a guy uh, got busted for buying 250000 in sneakers with stolen credit cards. He got four <laughs> years in prison recently. Yeah, so... Um, if you're, what uh, to the sneakers? what's that? What happened to the sneakers? Uh, I don't know. It was the Charlotte observer, Charles Brown, co-conspirator, Robert Johnson, and a few teenagers bought roughly 565 pairs of high end Jordan, Nikes and Adidas, presumably to sell on the secondary market, all on stolen credit card in 2018. The card, which had a $300,000 limit. Belonged to the head of basketball operations at Cal State Northridge, who used it to cover air travel and other team expenses. Uh, hmm. U.S. U.S. District Judge Max Cogburn labeled the act a conspiracy to commit access device fraud. Uh, Brown and company ran up the stolen card on Jordans from Foot Locker, Neiman Marcus, Best Buy, several other outlets, according to prosecutors. They purchased on average more than they purchased on average more than 25 shoes every day for a 22-day period. Federal agents discovered the stash of product, which also included electronics, jewelry, and clothing during a raid of Brown's home in fall of 2018. Brown pleaded guilty last November. We'll also have to pay $237,000 in restitution. So, uh, and Johnson was con uh, convicted for his role in his waiting sentence sentencing. So... It sucks, but like, I hope that this didn't happen to somebody that used StockX. Like, my mind goes there every time I see credit card fraud and, yeah. and sneakers now because of all the crazy shit that went down with StockX, you know, last few years. 
and also just because I was so close, you know, working there for so long, it was like, yeah, but it's a crazy thing though. Like I'm, I'm glad that they caught, caught the, the guys doing this because could you imagine like having somebody, you know, buy that many, I mean, it also sucks because like knowing that it's going to go on to the second secondary market, you know, there's no way to know that it's, that it's tracked or that it's, you know, mm-hmm. legit or bought with stolen cards. Well, you know, my question is how, how did your credit card not catch these purchases and they put 500 some odd pairs? Like, I feel like they're, they're, I mean, yes, they stole it there. They were wrong, but I'm like, look at the credit card company. Like, come on, bro. Like you could have told me something at the first 10 pairs. Well, that's the thing. If, if it's, if it's somebody that, that, was head of basketball operations at Cal state at a, at like a school like Northridge. Oh, they had the car there. He's probably buying that kind of stuff at least somewhat normally anyway. Right. Like he's buying sporting goods. The numbers is so high. But think about like, if, if you're a coach of a team, you've got, you know, 10, 12, 15 guys on the team. You might buy a pair of, you might buy a, a, you know, the whole team. I'm not saying he's going to buy him all a pair of shoes, but like you might spend that kind of money. On, on a regular basis. On a regular basis, yeah, for yeah. the team. So, it, I mean, odds are this is not going to happen to to most people. But damn, it's crazy. I mean, just so crazy. So, Girl, that's insane to me. I'd love oh. to see the brands actually do something where I know this is like far fetched, but I think that the brands should actually have some form of tracking. You know, you can use like the RFID chips in most of the shoes. You can use the QR codes. You can use the the barcodes. There's so many ways for the brands to just say, hey, this is legit. This is not. This was bought, you know, like people know, like people know where the products are, right? They track it from the time that it's made overseas to the time that it goes to a warehouse, to their stores, to their, you know, sales, whatever. So, not saying that you should have access to the person that bought the shoes necessarily, but I do think that there's some opportunity there for a brand to be like, yo, we're just going to pay attention to this and yeah. make it better for consumers to keep people from getting, you know, screwed over. I yeah, know, maybe, yeah, maybe that's too optimistic. Yeah. I think it's just, I think when it comes down to it, it's just so many pairs going out or, you know, I mean, with certain shoes, so many pairs going out that they're just like, yeah, once it leaves us, we're, we're washing our hands of it. You guys figured it out at the end. There was a, there was a, I want to say like a, it was a much smaller scale, but like uh, the police apprehended or confiscated a whole bunch of shoes. And then the police office, like they raffled them, not raffled, but like auctioned them. Like they do like repoed cars. Wait, what? Yeah. Where is this at? Why, how did I get on this, guys? This is years. Like, this must have been at least seven years ago. Oh, okay, okay. But, yeah, like, I remember distinctly, like, it was stuff like Sport Blue 3s. And, like... Oh, it must have been, like, 2016, then. Yeah. So, no, earlier than that. It was, like, hey. like, 2014. But, yeah, they just, like, for pretty good prices, they, like, just sold them off. So... Maybe they're going to pop up somewhere if you were in <laughs> California, right, Nick? Yeah, it was actually, well, it looked like Char- like Charlotte, North Carolina is where the, the 
so Northridge is down in LA in the LA area. Um, but it looked like the, the guys were busted in North Carolina. So, yo, Keith, y'all start watching those LA and North Carolina police auctions. Let us know what's up. Um, they're going to be for the real low. Apparently. <laughs> it is crazy though. Cause I mean, that is how most of the stuff that gets impounded or, or mm-hmm. seized, you know, gets put back, you know, they just get rid of it for, you know, after it sits for a while. Right. So yeah, I do. Yeah, I think I vaguely remember what, what Robbie's talking about too, because it seemed like, it seemed like it was a, it was like pretty newsworthy story all over the place for a while. Yeah. I don't want to hear you. I don't want the listeners to hear my click, 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 click as I look for it. So just <laughs> believe me that at some point on earth's existence, cops auctioned off Jordans. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Is there any, any other news type newsworthy stuff you guys want to talk about? No, I don't have anything newsworthy. Uh, but I, I do have a follow up to one of my weekend tweets and, I'm going to say it out loud so people can hear it. Anyone selling any Black Panther sneakers or toys for extravagant amounts, go away. Like, your actual trash. Because I I remember, I think I bought my wife a pair of the, was it Dame Fives in the, the Heroes Among Us pack? It was the Black Panthers. 35, 40 bucks at Marshalls. And I've seen these things since Sunday morning at an extravagant amounts of money. So, you know, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman and you people go away. Your mama That's all I got. What you say? <laughs> Yo, I was so mad when I saw that. I like, it was, I don't know. I think I just kind of doubled down on the whole Kobe thing. So I was just furious as walking around my house. Like showing my wife, I'm like, can you believe this crap? Can you believe this? Take your shoes off though. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wear them, wear them all the time. I kid, but yeah, that's messed up. That's a, uh, yeah, your mom is a hoe if you're doing that. So, <laughs> yeah, it was so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. That's messed up. I mean, so I guess my question is the Oregon duck fives are releasing without any Oregon branding. They did that with the Michigan a couple times. Mm-hmm. Do people care? I mean, do people, I guess the Michigan one sold out both the 12s and the 5s. They sat for a while, though. The Michigan pairs with 12s and the uh, 5s. I remember walking the stores, seeing them. I mean, they sold out eventually, uh, but they didn't They didn't fly by any means. So, I mean, I bring it up because I have no connection to Michigan. I don't care. Didn't even – it wasn't even a blip on my radar. But, like, being an Oregon resident these and, and really enjoying Jordan 5s, these are super clean. But I don't want, like, people – to clown me because they're like, oh, you didn't spend five thousand dollars on the pit crew? Like, no. Clown them back because they spend five thousand dollars on a shoe. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, man, that shoe's clean. But like, if they keep doing this, like Nick, if they do a Cal Jordan Five, are you gonna buy that? Like, what? Like, nah. I'm good. About I mean, that? I like, I like them, but <laughs> nah, I'm, good. I'm good. Yeah. You're good. You I, don't like that? I, I, I probably wouldn't. I mean, I think. So the cow stuff is interesting to me because I would rather get like the, you know, the PE stuff that happened before PEs were like kind of Instagram famous, I guess. Like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, uh, 
let's see, like a, even like a, like a shoe, like the Air Jordan 2009, right? Like not even a, like by most people's standards, it's an ugly shoe, but a cow version of that shoe gets, I'm more excited about that than, you know, kind of like the traditional retros, if that makes sense. Well, I got a question. How come Jordan and, and Nike are able to come out with the trainers and runners with the college branding, but it's very hard for them to do so with basketball sneakers. It's, is it because they're trying to keep them exclusive? Yeah. Although the players are getting these same trainers with the branding on them, maybe a little altered, but they're getting the same shoe. Cause I had Oregon, whatever the remember the finger trap trainers, whatever they were, they had Oregon branding on it. Yep. Um, I bought them from a uh, champ for like a 120 bucks. No, I think, that Jordan stuff needs to stay exclusive. They'll they'll never do it out of principle. Oh no, okay. That's what I say. I don't I don't care. Like it's not like oh I want them. It's, it's not that. I just wondered what's the reason because people are like oh they don't want to pay to schools. I'm like well they're already coming out with these packs that have college branding. Like you've seen every year there's a North Carolina you know trainer or, or you know like a Jordan Trunner or whatever it is. There is a college branding. So it's not about the money. I think what you're right on the money there. It's about the principle of like hey if you're not playing ball with us you're not getting a basketball sneaker with our stuff on it exactly well, you know how like that definitely has to i mean if you're apples to apples you're picking louisville which is adidas or you're picking um the michigan and you're a jordan head and you know that you can get shoes that nobody else can that's probably going to be a tipping point if you love both programs and it's just i don't know i like both coaches i like both <laughs> arenas Oh, but I get I get Michigan PE of everything. So hell yeah! So it's like that's that's why they'll never do it. I think. Yeah, it's a recruiting tool, I guess. And when you come down to it, it sounds like exactly. But like to Nick's point, Nick, you said you're okay with it, but then like a half second after, but I want the PE stuff. So like that's the point I'm making. Like, are consumers? gonna say i like this but i want the pe so i'm not gonna buy these or i like these they're close enough i'm never gonna have five thousand dollars to spend on depends on colorway i think look at the unc threes those things sold out immediately uh michigan i don't think michigan colorway that they did on the 12s or the fives where it's as appealing as that those colors so oregon colors have always been pretty appealing so i feel like this one's gonna fly I mean, I think this will do good just because, yeah, it's it's close enough. Right. But I think that, you know, the the idea of having exclusives for the players is always going to be important, specifically with Oregon more than anybody. But the reason why you see, you know, it changed throughout the years. Right. Is because Nike doesn't always have the contract with the schools to do the shoes. Right. So sometimes they have a contract that says they can use the logo. Sometimes, you know, maybe Under Armour has the, you know, the apparel deal and they can't use the logo on the shoes. The same thing happened with the NFL stuff, you know, in the last mm -hmm. few years. Right. When Nike got yeah. the contract, all of a sudden you're seeing like trainers with Redskins, you know, of course, that's no longer. But like <laughs> like with like, you know, all the different teams having their own, you know, trainer or variations of the trainer and even some cleats and the exclusive stuff for any of the players on those teams was still very exclusive, right? Think of like, I mean, this is a few years older, but I think of like, uh, you know, some of the stuff that like Michael Crabtree or Rod Woodson um, or Charles Woodson 
war with the Raiders, right? Like they got crazy exclusive colorways, just variations that you wouldn't see ever hit retail or be on some, you know, like Nike website for retail. Hmm. Now I'm going to play the devil's advocate here because I know that the schools, there have been athletes that got in trouble for selling their PEs. And uh, I mean, that was kind of prevalent with the, I think it was the UNC players. I can't remember who it was. I think it might've been UNC uh, who was selling their, their exclusive pairs. They found them on like the third, uh, third party sites, whatever. Wouldn't it be easier to stop that if you were to just go ahead and release them? That way you wouldn't have to worry about players selling that exclusive uh, gear. Wait, say that again, Mike. I'm sorry. So there was a point. I don't know if you guys remember. It might have been a year or two ago where I can't. I think, like I said, I think it was UNC, but whatever it was, players were getting in trouble for selling their your PEs, basically. Oh yeah, yeah, now, yeah. I was saying, wouldn't it be easy to stop that by going ahead and releasing these um, these PEs? I know, I know about the contracts. How you say they don't always have them, but if they at the time of the release have the contract, if it's they go ahead and release them, that way they don't have to worry about their players selling off their PEs and making. Of course, the money they don't want them to make. I mean, so I'm just, like I, I said, be devil's advocate. There. Yeah, I, I I feel like players should be able to sell any of the stuff that they're given in yeah, college, it's their right? Like it's their stuff. Yeah, I, I don't think that. I think if that's really that big of an issue, I mean, you're talking about, you know, let's say on a very very good day, you're talking about a few thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. That's something that somebody could literally use to live off of for a month or two if they are, you know, smart with it. Oh Um, yeah. I think the, I don't think there's a way to, to like police that either. Yeah. Somebody might get caught because they had somebody else do it or just like, let somebody do this for me. You know, that's kind of how I feel like that, that people get caught doing that. But like, you know, StockX and goat are set up to be anonymous for a reason, right? Like you don't see someone's name, because you're not supposed to, you know, like there's a lot of people that sell on those platforms directly from the stores that they work at or own. There's a lot of people that sell on those platforms that have retail stores that aren't supposed to sell for above retail, but that's how they make their money. I mean, like, I'm sure we all know people that do that. You don't even have to be a rocket scientist to figure it out and to see like, wait, this collab is sold out on the, on the, company's site, but then they're full size run on StockX beforehand or full size run on Goat beforehand. Like it just doesn't quite add up. So, but at the same time, you know, I mean, it it sounds bad, but you got to do what you got to do to keep your lights on. Oh yeah. No, I definitely agree. I just, like I said, I just wonder what you guys would think about that just in the sense of, you know, how the NCAA is pretty trash about their, um, their rules and regulations and they're like, you can't sell this. I'm like, well, I mean, if you want to stop them, just release them. I mean, I hope that the NCAA just gets over that, right? You would hope, right? <laughs> but who knows though? Maybe, you know, I mean, we're moving more and more towards that as we go with all this stuff because these college athletes need to be paid. <laughs> yeah, man. But, All right. Well, we're about out of time, so I'm going to just wrap it up now. Let us know what you think. If you're a fan of Wex, if you think that these all these uh, Oregon inspired PEs, Oregon inspired Jordans are going to sell out. 
And if you think that college athletes should get paid or be able to sell the free stuff that they get by being a college athlete, I mean, I'm sure most of us would love to have the opportunity to even make that choice for ourselves, but who knows? But as as always, uh, you can follow us at Sneaker History on all the platforms. You can follow me personally at Nick Engvall on all the platforms. Um, Guys, let them know how they can find you. Yeah, man. I, Mike Gillery, you can find me, of course, on Sneaker History, Instagram, Twitter, MadWatcher789, and, of course, um, YouTube at Mike Gillery. Robbie, where can they find you, man? You can find me at R-A-H-B-E-E-702. Right on. We appreciate you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. See you. Bye. What up, y'all? This is Nick again. First, I wanted to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a part of your day rocking with us. Before you take off, I wanted to ask a few favors. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew, head over to patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Our Patreon members get access to exclusive episodes of the podcast, our latest merch, giveaways, and much more. You can become a member for as little as five bucks a month, and it really goes a long way supporting the crew. Next, make sure you're signed up for our email newsletter. We share updates about the footwear business, some of our favorite finds and deals, and other sneaker-related news a couple times per week. I like to think of it as a one-stop shop for the sneaker game, or at least a work-in-progress one-stop shop for the sneaker game, if you know what I mean. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. Whether online or in person, social distancing in effect, of course, it helps make the sneaker community a better place, and you never know what conversation and opportunity might come from it. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.